Hello, this is Matt Hale bringing you another Art Monthly talk show on Resonance 104.4 FM. And it's also on DAB. And, of course, you can stream it, which some of you may be doing now, hopefully, out there in the real world. Um, just before we go into the programme, I'm just going to say two things. One is Art Monthly is a magazine. It has a survey on its homepage at the moment. And we would absolutely love it if you would go on it and click it takes two minutes to fill in the survey and it would really help us just to know who people people are who read Art Monthly. And one other thing is you can subscribe to Art Monthly. Do not forget this. It is a printed magazine and it does 10 issues a year and you can get them for £36 only. That is direct debit and you go to the website and do that as well. Thank you very much for listening to that little bit of commercial stuff. I am joined today by two guests, um, both consummate professionals who have been on the programme many times before, Virginia Wiles and Morgan Quaintance. Um, now, I'm going to ask them to describe what they do and who they are. Um, Virginia, you're an author, aren't you? For one, that's one thing you are. What's the book? What books have you written? Many or no? One in particular about <laughs> one, one in particular about Pakistan. <laughs> one about Pakistan, haven't you? Yes, yes, that's the main one. Art and polemic in Pakistan. Right. That's. Yeah. I wanted to give you a, a chance to plug yourself slightly. <laughs> And Morgan, you come under various things because you've got lots of different hats, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I always feel like the, the main thing I do is curating. Uh, that is the presentation of art for uh, different audiences or the presentation and interpretation of art for a wide audience. But um, so, yeah, I curate exhibitions. I do art criticism and a bit of broadcasting. And musicians still? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some, yeah, <laughs> I do play music as well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm you do, do. There is a thing called Dam Projects, curatorial, yeah, sorry, yeah, curatorial collective, which yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you to plug. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm part of a curatorial collective with two other people, Amanpreet Sandhu and Daniela Rose King, and uh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned, it, I mentioned that partly, just as a way in, but it's not necessarily the best way, and, and as a broadcaster yourself, you'll think of many other ways I could have done it, but collectivism. <laughs> Yeah, is something which does come up in both Virginia's book review. Sorry, not book review. What am I talking about? <laughs> Letter from India. Forgive me. It's in the section at the back where we often put books. But um, and and your piece too brings up the complicated um scenarios around collective action and activism and art creating and stuff. And so I wanted to just sort of. Keep that in mind as we go through the programme. That we, we, there is a link between your two pieces in, in a way. And um, one, yours is quite analytical, isn't it? As a piece, I think really. And and Virginia's is more of a. I went there and I saw this, but you've got a lot of experience of India, so obviously you, you know you have some opinions about it as well. Um, but Morgan, I'd, just just to start off with your piece is called Celtic Cultures. How does it begin? And I'd, I think we should try and go through it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where would you like me to well, start? I, possibly the beginning. <laughs> I well, it's entirely up to you. I mean, uh, there, there are many things in it. You could start with the collective bit and work either side of it okay, or I, whatever. I'll just try and summarise what I was basically trying to do in the article. Essentially, this was supposed to be the third part of a series of three articles that I started last year with Art Monthly. The first two were looking at... Um, we're really concerned with politics and its sort of uncomfortable relationship to con the field of contemporary art in the UK, why there's not more of it being supported and why institutions might be being reticent to show that support because of um, uh, paying uh, or sort of observing pressure from private finance. But um, so, yes, so basically those were the first two articles that I wrote. 
And then the third one, I wanted to write an article about what happened, what what might be the possible end uh, goal of like political agitation or political acti- activism, or or more broadly, what would be one of the end goals of um of any type of activism that's going against a, a cut exploit- exploitative capitalist system at the moment. And one of the outcomes I thought was leisure. So the idea that we'd like to be free from work in order to pursue um, our own sort of um, uh, wants and desires and dreams, whatever way you want to describe them. So, uh, yeah, bearing in mind, I I was thinking about this thing called leisure and what happens in in leisure time. And uh, that's what brought me to thinking about uh, the individual and what the individual may do during leisure time. So um, the article isn't about leisure specifically, though. What the article is about is like me making a case for the individual as an agent of change and not as an agent of neoliberal capitalism. And so what I do in the article is begin by setting up a kind of antithetical position that I'm going to take to task and dismantle in the article. And the antithetical position is supplied by... Adam Curtis, who most people will know for um, being a director of like um, documentaries on, on uh, various themes to do with power, who wields it, and why society is unable to do anything in the face of its sort of oppressive onslaught. And what I felt was um, not to, to decry his documentaries and say they're no good, but was really to look at a statement that he made um, sort of last year. Um, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, um, uh, broadly about talking about how dismissing artists as agents of neoliberal capitalism, because uh, supposedly for him, contemporary art is all about individual expression and uh, individual self-expression. And that is basically using the tenets of neoliberal capitalism uh, and its support for, I don't know, uh, individualism or individual entrepreneurism. (laughs) <laughs> if that's even an expression using so basically you're using the tropes of neoliberal neoliberal capitalism in order to critique them and that just doesn't work it just supports it it just perpetuates the beast and um i was saying that this was a false characterization of what contemporary artists actually do and the reason i was saying that this was a false, char- false characterization and why i was paying attention to this statement was because i felt that it belonged to a, uh, a a sort of school of thought that was basically had a collective first bias. What I mean by that is that it's a school of thought that believes that collective action is wholly and inherently good, whereas um, individual pursuits are bad. Uh, so um, what I wanted to do was problematize that, and I kind of explore that in the article. Because he puts a very po- he's very polarizing, isn't he? Basically, he says, you know, we we. Artists are ineffective as individuals, whereas, yeah. whereas your actually your article is much more less polaristic. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, rather than saying that these are two mutually exclusive ends of a spectrum, so either somebody's working with a collective and in, and sort of um, uh, agitating for actual change and is involved in revolution or occupation or any other collective um, uh, active dissensus, or they're an individual just not really doing anything. Or, or and I was saying, well, that doesn't really work. Uh, ba- uh, that, in my experience, contemporary activism is enacted on a continuum between the two things. 
So and it's a movement, a constant movement and balance between collective action and sort of an individual decision making and individual responsibility about certain key issues uh, or, or things that are being disputed. So... Um, yeah, that was one of the first things I wanted yeah, that, to do. Yeah, that's where you do, you do come in. I mean, I've heard Ian Curtis say say things about how he really thought... Adam was, Curtis. Sorry, Adam <laughs> Curtis. What did I say, Ian? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm such a Joy Division fan. Yeah. It's the only name I know with Curtis on it. Sorry. He's very pro-civil rights movement and said something like... He was on, on a show with... Um, uh, on Radio 3 or something like... Radio 6, sorry. And he, he basically said he thought that was a really good movement because it knew where, what it wanted to achieve and it from the beginning and it achieved it and then he, he knocked the Arab Spring and said that wasn't any good because they didn't know what they wanted instead and he got so he was not only was he knocking the individual he ended up knocking certain collective action as well yeah and one so coming out one coming out of the internet he thought that was bad yeah and so basically like it, it was just his uh, his position was just used because it articulated a certain position quite clearly and succinctly yeah but what's not really at issue in the article is like whether or not it's not really concerned with Adam Curtis per se. No, no. It's more concerned with like trying to say what happens in uh, those spaces of time where people in uh, individual sort of are, uh, are kind of um, able to access self-reflection. And one of the things I'm saying is that one of the one of the um, one of the benefits of individual activity is that it allows for a certain amount of detailed um, introspection and self-reflection and in those periods of time that's when certain uh, assertions about reality or certain um, a certain how can I explain it Um, a certain truth is revealed to people who are kind of involved in deeply thinking about their surroundings and about the way they think and where those thoughts and feelings have come from and the systems that they're part of and how they're working and and how they're working on on them. And then from them, they might go out into joining up with other people if they wish to, to push that further. It's a kind of difficult way to talk about the article sort of going through it. Well, you you talk about it however you want. I'm I'm not meaning um, to lead you. Well, I I don't know. It's hard to sort of um, just talk about it. I mean, how can I explain it? Uh, Can I just let let Virginia come in? I think... um, of course I'm with you in mm. your your um, final point that, you know, scepticism holds all, that one has to be... Uh, well, mind you, even that I would... Uh, sorry, I would question about being a perpetual sceptic, antiseptic, uh, somebody who questions everything. And uh, all those points in defence of self-reflection are positively made... Well, I don't really understand. I think you're conflating two or three issues here that that are confusing. The the theme is that on one hand you're talking about the oppositional activity between the individual and the collective and how that needs to be examined more from from a confusion and conflation of both, which I think is a very positive and necessary area to discuss, which has been discussed quite a lot by... Bishop and Kessler and Kessner and people like that. But um, you're then suggesting, using a rather strange, uh, I think unnecessary, uh, weak example of Curtis, because then what he said is just rather stupid about mm. artists. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I agree with you about his documentaries have been very good, but 
why take his comment for a start as being something that needs deconstructing when it doesn't really, it deconstructs itself. And in a way, um, it's a kind of straw dog s symptom that you're setting it up uh, as, as, a, as a counter argument which doesn't, isn't needed. So that's a kind of uh, thing that we can shift out. But the other area that worries me is the way you conflate people who are seeking, as you call them, seekers, which um, with the potential, the dangerous potential for moving to the right, which obviously we know that, but I think there again you are not setting up an argument with enough case studies to prove that. I think you, it's remaining very generalised and rather reductive. I think the danger That's not is true that, at all. Come on. How is that, that the case? I give you... Okay, so basically, in the article, I talk about uh, this idea that... Um, I, well, I use an, I, I draw in a, a couple of um, sources. One of them is an article by a British sociologist called Colin Campbell. And his idea is that when people have an unquestionable acceptance of groups as necessarily positive... What they do is bypass some of the more negative aspects of group affiliation and behaviour. And one of the things that, one of the things that I think are, is a negative attributes of groups is that it makes the group members uh, sort of credulous and it makes them, uh, how can I explain it? Like in order to be a legitimate member of the group, you have to swallow a certain ideology or orthodoxy that all the other group members adhere to. And what I was saying in using this analogy of, uh, or not, sorry, using the essay, The Cultic Milieu by Colin Campbell, was saying that essentially when somebody gets involved in the field of contemporary art, your basic stance is to question everything, right? That or, or to question received orthodoxy. So the artist is saying, well, gender is a construct. I don't necessarily believe in capitalism as an overarching structure that... that um, uh, orients our lives that's we should look at that basically everything is open to interrogation but by be but also by what happens the reason how people accomplish that is by looking for different possible epistemologies or knowledges that will help them in order to do that mm. and the idea about people being perpetual skeptics is that you sh like i think there's an inherent danger in saying well let's say one set of ideas like normative ideas are a problem, so we're going to accept. We're going to go more towards a kind of deviant body of knowledge and say, "Yeah, this is right." But I'm saying that everything should be open to question, and that uh, you can't just move from one to the other. Or actually, you can move from one to the other, but it's a it's a dangerous thing. And I was using the idea of people moving to the far right as a way of saying um, that in this area that we're inhabiting, looking for different. Um, epistemologies to interrogate the sort of normative overarching structures of the world that there is a kind of cultic milieu so there's all these different uh, options that are open to you there's alternative ways of thinking about philosophy there's alternative ways of thinking about science there's alternative ways of thinking about religion and hanging around in there are alternative ways of thinking about race alternative ways of thinking about gender and alternative ways of thinking about nationality and what happens is that when people are in that state of sort of looking for the truth they become vulnerable to bodies of knowledge that purport to have a essential truth or a essential key that will allow them to unlock the real reality of the world and all and act accordingly and one of the most i feel not for me because I'm excluded from this body of knowledge, but for some people who are allowed to have access to it, 
one of the most attractive ones is far-right ideology because it basically says everything is an illusion, you're superior to a whole raft of other people, and they're holding you back. So I don't think... um, what I'm doing is not, not backing up with examples because I give a quite a concrete contemporary example. And I can't, obviously, you know, it's quite a short space. You know, we don't only have a few thousand words, so I can't litter the entire article with a, a, a whole sort of um, yeah. portfolio of different examples of the way that that can be enacted. What I'm basically trying to draw attention to is the idea that that is a hazard. And that, that's another one of the reasons that we should look again at this idea of introspection and the idea of what happens when somebody, um, uh, how can I explain it, is, yeah, look again at self-reflection and look again at this dichotomy between collective action and individual activity as a negative and collective action as a positive. Because actually I would say in the discourse of um, participatory art, the individual is a totally... Um, uh, in the hierarchical position, they're seen as totally less important than the collective. Or well, that the idea is that the individual becomes activated through group participation. And I'm saying, actually, some of the critical uh, insights that you can gain as an individual who is sceptical of all of these bodies of knowledge gets lost when you're subsumed into another group that offers you an essential truth. And I'm just showing you one route in which that could happen. Yes, but you're bunching everybody into a fundamentalism that isn't necessarily I'm not bunching there. anybody into anything. Well, you're, 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 extre- you're pushing this to the extremes and saying, of course, it, this is where it gets dangerous. I, can but I on just the say... way, those alternative things, you're, you're suggesting that there is an intolerance there, which isn't always, sorry, it's not always the case. And, I mean, Colin Campbell's book examines that in depth, and he doesn't... It, it, uh, you're, you're leaping, I think, to kind of almost journalistic alarmist conclusions and the fact that you in, you actually repeat um, and republish uh, the, the example that you give uh, is giving space to something that is, is, is just so totally negative in everybody's point of view, a stupid uh, remark about, uh, about the Islamic f- ban being... Not she. She almost supports Trump's ban on Muslims. We know that's going on the whole bloody time uh, across sorry, the Virginia, media. Virginia, I'm afraid uh, I'm a bit confused here because what what are you actually saying? Because for me, what I'm saying what the article is that was you're pointing to... out a lot that's incredibly obvious to us all without enough case study to m- make the point. I would like a stronger case study of who these. What seeking is going on that is deliberate risk, that, that, that is an intelligence seeking? I'm not interested in the fundamentalist seeking. We all know where that's going. So that's a fundamentalist thing. I'm talking about but your Virginia, dismissing... Virginia, Virginia, I'm not interested in what you're talking about. What you're talking about is a kind of intellectual investigation. What's going on with the more up, this other speculative seeking, this, this um, search for, I don't know... Um, in epistemologies that are going to enlighten us. I don't care about that. What I care about is what is happening in the world. And that is happening in the world. And I'm trying to show that that is a way that that is accessed. And that is a way that I can draw attention to a specific group that allows that to happen. And I'm afraid not everybody does know about it because that's why it's in there. That's why someone had to publish that on Facebook to show that it's going on. You never knew about that until it was out there. Are we talking about this, the gallery in, in Hackney? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got no, no idea. We haven't, what actually, you, we haven't actually mentioned what 
See, what is. you're doing is, talk, is like trying to critique what I'm saying in an academic way when the end, thrust, the end thrust of what I'm saying is not about academia, it's not about intellectual curiosities. It's about what's happening concretely in the world. And I'm trying to draw attention to the fact that there, there's ways that you access quite dangerous ways of thinking and dangerous bodies of knowledge, and this is one of them. I, I agree, but that's happening the whole every day on the internet. That doesn't we, discredit what I've written I'm, just because it happens every day on the internet, does it? Um, I'm just saying that what you're saying in some areas... Wait a second, let me glasses... Um, is that you're, you, you talk about here, in very vague terms, a cult, this new cult, a cult whose shared behavioural norms, values and lifestyles conspire to create an atmosphere in which such activity is part of the course. I'm re referring to a section of London contemporary arts community comprising largely but not exclusively white middle or upper middle class artists, a section unburdened by histories of oppression suffused with privilege and the necessary leisure time available to seekership. Who are these people? I've identified a member of that group there. Lucia Diego is part of LD50. Yeah. Like, do you what? I can't. I'm sorry, but it seems to me no, that, that you know what the difficulty is, is mm. that obviously you're not part of this group. And so it, what you needed me to do was spell out the names of the people involved, because perhaps that you're not part of it. And I guess maybe that is a failure on my part that I can't. If you're not in and around the art scene in London and somebody refers to different parts of it, maybe it's going to seem abstract to you because you haven't had a direct experience of them. So perhaps, yeah, I have to admit, maybe that is a failing of, of my own there. But it doesn't invalidate the assertion that I'm making. But you're making an assertion that communi communal activities, A, is neglecting the I'm discourse not, You're not the reading, individual. you haven't read it properly, because yeah. I, I say in the article yeah. that I say explicitly that it's, this is not an either or, and I'm not saying yeah. collective is bad well, and individualism I... is good. I say it clearly in that article, yeah. many times. So I think you're arguing about something or you're trying to latch on to a point. That's not in the article. Well, I'm confused because I'm I think you are confused that. because it's because not in there. The, the, the other thing is and that And what is the point in us even discussing this? Because basically because the, main, the main issue of the article is saying that there is a far-right sympathy happening in the UK at the moment. And one of the ways that it's accessed is because people are doing that. It's because people are indulging in these sort of sort of group affiliations and specific groups in which, and that, that is one of them, in which, say, dalliance with far-right, right, or dalliance with maybe transgressive activities is okay. And I'm not talking about a group... It's hard for me to... I, sp I suppose it's... I mean, I, to be honest, I felt like I could write loads more of this article, to be honest, but I don't think it invalidates what I'm saying in any way, shape or form. All I would need to do is then go through and, and describe all the different factions that comprise and make up the art world in the UK at the moment. And I can't do that in an article. But you should know yourself. You should have at least enough insight and knowledge to know that the art world is incredibly factional, incredibly sectarian, and there are different groups. And there is a group of predominantly and largely white middle and upper middle class artists who use the register of irony all the time. And in part well, of that, that's, that's why people would think, oh, actually, if somebody does a conference with... Um, alt-right speakers and an exhibition on alt-right artists it's just an ironic position that would never happen in a community of artists of people of color it just wouldn't happen so i'm calling out a group a group affiliation that supports and fosters reductive and 
and all racist ideas as part of the course. Yeah, it's just that so obviously my experience doesn't encounter that sort but of But what group. is your experience, well, Virginia? I'm just trying to think. What, because do you, I where, work what world with, do you inhabit? I work with <laughs> South Asian, West Indian, African, black artists. And I also... Where? Here, India, what Pakistan... What do you mean, what artists? Because you're, you're name-checking a whole community. Now, you said to me that I'm being vague. You be specific. Which communities of those artists are you working with in London? Talking to them. Well, I'm talking to people like uh, who's in Spike Island at the moment, to Shaila Berman, to Rashid Arain, who I've spoken to for years for uh, and worked with. I mean, I'm aware of that. What I don't recognise in your piece is the affiliation of who is... Of, of course I recognise the irony, the abuse of irony by those who are structuring the art world the curat <laughs> in the curatorial aspect often and, in the, and even in the reviewing, the, the dealing in the art world, but not amongst artists who are working Virginia, in a communal I just, way. Honestly, I don't think... You, I think you're slightly confused about what's happening in the article and also... Your yes. exposure to what's happening in the art world is limited to a specific strata. The artists you just name-checked are over a certain age, and the artists I'm well, talking... Well, because I'm so old. Hang, hang, uh, like, can, I mean, can we just... Can we just what, I'm not trying to stop, stop you talking, because uh, you have to I discuss don't know, this. Can I just ask you, the specific gallery, this, this LD50 gallery, can, can, can you just, Morgan, just tell us exactly what they've done? Cause uh, I, you know, this is like... No. I, I kind of don't not, want to give any through... more space to this okay, gallery. Fine, okay, I'm just like, yeah, all right, I've done in this right. article is shown yeah. a way that people can enter into this like really questionable body to, of To a knowledge. negative area? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, well, let, okay, let's step back and do it slightly more metaphorically like that then. Because I agree that that is what is interesting to your, about your article to me, is that it is worrying how that, that might have happened. Because and those people have thought it was that, okay. One of the things that I think happens when... You, you engage in like self, you know, you can engage in self-reflection and really think critically about the world and your place in it is that you can reach a, a, a destination of uncertainty and you're not sure of who you are. You're not sure of what else is going on. And that's actually a position of strength. Right. But I think that's also scary and it can cause you to run yeah, to you something say, you else do say that, that offers you an answer. I would agree. With and that. one of those places is the far right. And the reason it is the far right is because it shares a space with all these other deviant, all these other deviant ideologies. If you go, and it's like the, the route I show is through witchcraft. And the, the way I'm saying that is that the occult is this space. It's part of this sort of cultic circle where all these deviant ideas are just around and there for your taking. And if you're not careful and you dally with them, you end up in quite questionable territory. And that's why I'm drawing attention to this, because the, one of the ways it happens is through this affiliation to groups because of the vulnerability of being on your own and, and being privy to the essential, like, fictional, I don't know, fictive structure of the world causes you to run towards some truth. And, I, like, so I don't, in a way, yeah, yeah, that's just the, that's the basic thrust of the article. I could have taken it in loads of different places, but that was just one explicit example. And it just happened the other day. I was I was interested in the irony the irony factor as as they as they do you think they were using I tell you what, irony? Okay, I tell you what I, you probably won't know this but like it, it, there's a group of like 
I've seen lots of young people, white males, for example. I don't have anything against white males, but I'm just using this as an example. Wear T-shirts of a band called Burzum, right? A band called Burzum is a black metal band, right? And the singer has far-right ideologies. He doesn't believe that the races are equal. Yeah, he was in prison for murder. They burnt churches down. And it, it's worn as a kind of ironic badge of saying, I have a certain cultural knowledge. I know this field. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, I'm a, I'm a fascist. But I, I could, this is, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that there is a hazard and there's harm that way. You know, it's not just an ironic positioning. It has consequences. And that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, for, for personally, as, a, as an artist, I've always mm. really tried to keep away from irony because it always has worried me. And I've seen it adopted very, very easily oh. by lots of artists. And it is, it is as a, a method, it is a worrying thing in itself. Or, anyway. or I remember there was a time when I was, I was in Serbia. And I remember it's funny, like, when it's almost like when there's nothing around, when, you, when you ha you're searching for answers that stuff pops up. I remember I met this kid there and he took me to his house and he said, I used to be a neo-Nazi. And I just thought, why? There's nothing going, we're in a tiny little village and he pulled out all this memorabilia, all this stuff. He had like tapes of all these like bands like Screwdriver, Combat 18 and Public Enemy, all far right skinhead bands. And I thought, why are you, why are you interested? There's no people of color. It's a tiny neighborhood, but that's the answer because nothing was going on. He needed to find some, group affiliation he needed to find some self-worth he needed to find something that gave his life a bit of meaning other than just this crappy suburbia and that's when it's dangerous because i always when i was growing up and i'd always come across people living in suburbs and that is where you'd come across this fascist ideology or people sort of leaning towards nazi ideology or white supremacy so it's not all about, <laughs> I'm just trying to explain. I have difficulty sort of talking about the article because it is kind of dense, actually. And not, not in the sense that it doesn't make sense, but in the sense that there's a lot in it that you have to unpack. And even just talking about it now, I feel like I'm doing it a bit of a disservice. Well, we hope people will listen to it. Oh, sorry, will read it <laughs> as well as hear you talk about it. And as you say, it is more, it's quite carefully constructed, Um yeah, and and, and you know it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, that's why I think it's very interesting to take your two examples of looking at uh, methodology uh, through Maria Eichhorn and um, Manon de Burr, of the one working with film, Manon de Burr, experiment with leisure, mm -hmm. which is really quite convincing and backing up around your idea of taking time out to consider things speculatively from an individual point of view. The other one, um, I think, needs far more analysis, Eichhorn, um, and you know, I would say scepticism as to uh, what's going on in that. And that, and that, uh, that, that didn't convince me, your example. So, I mean, I think that... Um, what didn't convince you, though, Virginia? The example was used yeah. to say that the artwork didn't go far enough. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Did you? Yeah. I feel like you might not have read the article. I feel like you might have skipped over some bits because sure I explicitly I say in the article that that example of Maria Eichhorn's work was used because it didn't go far enough. It mm. only went so far. So that the, the project ended up, people talk, were talking about capitalism, the conditions of labour and employment, and not what was happening when people were given free time. Yeah, exactly. So the people at Chisnell basically were given a time off 
and there was no exhibition, and then you didn't analyse how they felt yeah, during I mean, their time off. I, I was just basically thinking, what, what, you know, what is a lot of agitated? What, is, what are people trying to make happen? Yeah, when you're combating oppressive systems that, um, that you know, that are subjugating you in one way or the other, it's your liberty, it's your time to be free. And what's the closest thing I can imagine to freedom? It's a type of leisure, and I don't mean leisure activity mm. where you're consuming. I mean, where you have free, open-ended time to let your mind wander. Which is what a lot of artists do, say, in their studio. That's what you have to do to make artwork. And yeah. that's why I was saying that it has a direct relation to this notion of seekership, because that's when you're vulnerable to these ideas popping into your head, because you're looking for something. Yeah, but you that's where I... I, I mean, if you... <laughs> I totally go along with your use of uh, critique of irony, etc., on on a certain level, but not on the level of artistic practice. You, we, we, I'm talking now about the notion of collect collectivity in a group, um, in group participation, collaboration, where there's a constant dialogue between the people involved as to how much individualism comes in and how much group activity. That's going. That's one of the essential parts of any group. So I think that, in a way, you're, you're leaping to a, um, this idea, this sort of slightly caric- caricature of the the cult, the cultic that you call it, as being made up of um, uh, of, of, of a movement. It's describably as an elitist capitalist faction ready to adopt questionable tendencies no you're, you're conflating quite a lot of stuff in the article again you're jumping around and pulling out different bits and pulling them together which is what i didn't do so i explained in the article that oh. i didn't have any negative i wasn't saying that there's one a group is worse than individuals what you were just largely talking about then was the positive descriptions of groups that we're privy to all the time mm. i was just giving a reading a reading a critical reading that is not out there mm. you say everybody knows it you say it's everywhere but i tell you i challenge you that it isn't if you read about participatory art that characterization the idea of cult the idea of group behavior the idea of group think never makes its way in there well i don't think we're reading the same stuff you because... name claire bishop not in any of her books is that in there uh, Kessner that's in there. There's this, this area of warning off uh, uh, areas that l- reach into a kind of uh, easy participation without a political awareness that he talks about in detail. Nevertheless, my point remains the same, that in talking about groups and individuals, I say it's not mutually exclusive. One is not better than the other. It's a continuum. Every I'm say, I say exactly what you just said. Yeah. But I'm drawing, I'm critically reflecting on both of those things. What are the positive and negatives of both of those things? Mm. And saying that individualism isn't just in service of neoliberal capitalism. Mm. But what can happen is this. That's a hazard of it. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, it's like any kind of suspicion of a, a group that almost conspiracy theory that can lead to um uh, and and especially witchcraft that's been under analysis for 200 years or since the middle ages of of going towards the darker side of things at the same time that's what precisely why the feminists have taken it up as a, a defense area but I, I i think that um there's an awareness in that that is certainly 
open to the risks of falling into any extremist ideology through taking on the identity with witchcraft. You would you would disagree with that? I'm not really sure what... what but basically, in the article, when I mentioned witchcraft, I said it's, a, it's, really, it's laudable that mm. people are reinvestigating it mm. for its possibilities of... Uh, its histories in terms of queer theory, uh, feminist liberation movements, that's amazing. And I was just saying also that the largely positive representations of that history leave out its affinity with the occult and the occult's similar affinity with far-right thinking. Mm. Nobody... Like, the art world is saturated with people... Sorry, and there's loads... We can... Alistair Crowley, right? Alistair Crowley... There's this low-level enthusiasm for Alistair Crowley has been around for so long. Yeah, but that's what just what you said, low-level enthusiasm. I mean, anybody who knows a bit... But I'm explaining this a bit more. But would I didn't use Alistair Crowley in this article no. either, did I? I said that low-level enthusiasm for Alistair Crowley has been around for a long time. Yeah. But there's a resurgence of interest in witchcraft. I, sh- I named three articles, yeah. and I'm showing that artists are using it, and I'm saying that there we, maybe with this happening, we should be like vigilant and know that there is a hazard in this as well. It's not all positive. Mm. There's a negative side, and the negative concrete example that I give is this gallery. Mm. That's why I'm just surprised at your characterization of this article as not being thorough and not having examples in it, because there's examples on every page. Well, n- not really, not enough to convince me. And I think that those What you're saying is I need to write a book and I'd be up for yeah, it. Yeah, great. <laughs> and that's what you should do. You've got to get into it more to do I more. I don't have to get into it more, Virginia. Field work. What, what, what's the outcome of this article? What, what am I basically saying? Well, I, I mean, what you're saying is what you've just said to me, that you're agreeing with what I, my criticism, because in a way it's a bit all over the place. It's not. It's it, a, I'm, I'm just The article is it's, it's like one of the most like chronological, each thought following on from the next, to lead logically to the conclusion at the end. Right, so <laughs> like, we should work with... Who, who, who do you want to read this and take it to heart and follow it? You think art students need... Waking up to the dangers of this. I look. I write articles in response to what I see happening in the world. Yeah. Whoever picks it's. I'm not necessarily pitching this at a specific audience. I I'm just pitching it at people who are reading this magazine. Yes, yeah, so there are a lot of art students. I mean, like, hopefully. So. I, I don't. I don't know. It was strange. I'm, I'm just not really saying right. that I don't think they need this warning. I'm glad you think they do, and I, obviously. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So I shouldn't have written it because everybody no, knows. No, of course you should write it. But oh, okay. are you given space to this daft gallery? So you're saying Twitter. we shouldn't debate stuff because we're no, giving I'm not space saying, to it? No, no, no. Of course, everybody has the right. But I don't I mean, understand why you're not just getting behind the sentiment in the article, which is saying be vigilant of what's going on here yeah. and actually be sceptical of everything. Yeah. No matter what you think of what's in the article, why aren't you supporting that central thrust, that central argument? I said argument? to you at the beginning, your last message about sceptical, I agree with. I mean, to be aware. Well, what Where is Where the... I think that... I, uh, to be permanently sceptical, that's what I said I would pick up. The individual who questions everything is a perpetual sceptic, sceptic, anti-sceptic, is that I think, in a way, this is where the issue becomes a delicate balance between scepticism and irony, because in a sense, the permanent sceptic 
is also opting out of anything, everything. Yeah, well, in, the, in the way that in the way that irony does, do you mean? In the way that irony does, of course not. I'm not, I'm just saying. How how is that? There that's is, your there reading is, of it, and it's a depressing reading. It's not a depressing I'm asking reading. people to be more vigilant about what's going on in the world and yeah. not take things at face value. Don't just accept some doctrine over here because it seems attractive and it answers a few questions for you. Question it. Ask it. Be critical. Yeah. I'm not saying be ironic and be distanced and detached. That's mm. your reading of it. Yeah, it's not. a really strange reading as well. No, I think it I'm comes... so baffled. <laughs> okay. So baffled. Shall we? Shall we try? <laughs> Listen, I thank you both for having a really good go at that because yeah, yeah. you certainly have. <laughs> Virginia, I'm not trying to stop you. If you want to say more, and Morgan's happy to listen, then do. Well, in a but way, I was going to talk about your you know, thing there's a, a whole other area we could replace the word by um, uh, of the, the, the sceptic or the person who's hovering. Of course. One has to question the whole time. Anybody who is involved in anything must question. A scientist above all, a researcher, an artist. We all agree with that. But where I'm saying is that there's the whole issue of at what point is there a what Gita Kapoor called a strategic, strategic essentialism necessary to get involved with something, which is actually what you're saying as well, and that that scepticism, scepticism, anti-scepticism, I can't even get the word out, can actually be also another get-out, like, fuck art, let's dance, let's just have a relational activity. But I'm not saying I'm, that. I clearly am not saying that in the article. OK, well, that's good. But I don't... I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just feel okay. like you're pulling me into territory that I explicitly don't... I'm not going there. That's not what I'm doing in the article. I, I think that's a concern you have about scepticism, but I've, I've written an entire article that by the time you get to the end of it, you should know that scepticism in this article isn't a support for ironic detachment. How could you mistake it for otherwise? I've expl <laughs> I explain in, in this that I'm... I'm being critical of jaded uh, uh, instances of banal posturing, jaded, jaded affectation, ironic posturing. How are we even talking about this and not just debating what it means maybe to be... Act, to be yeah, maybe I don't know. Because, yes. Maybe Sorry. because I think the, the issue about the, you know, the title, Cultic, is, deserves a, a, a heavier, heavier interrogation. You're using... Um, uh, the examples of witchy methodologies, which is interesting, you're not going into any other areas. I mean, of course, this is a, long enough as it is. And you're suggesting that the, the moment somebody... that the, the idea of being involved in a group that is almost sort of group therapy, but... In, avoids no. being open to oh vulnerable... Oh, my God. Virginia, you you're doing it again. I'm, so, I'm sorry, this is like you're doing it again. I do not say that. I say groups are incredibly powerful at instantiating change, at shows of dissensus, of taking down big organisations. But it's not a mutually exclusive thing. It's not like groups no. are super powerful and individuals aren't. I don't know why you've missed those passages. They're explicitly written down here. Yes, I, yeah, I saw that. I don't I say that. that there's something wrong with groups. Mm. I'm, not, I'm just saying that. There's a largely positive characterization of groups and a negative characterization of individuals because any individual pursuit seems to be reductively aligned with neoliberalism. Neoliber and I'm saying, well, ha hang on a minute. Let's look at that again. Yes, groups are incredibly effective, but what's the, what are some of the hazards of group affiliation? 
And it's weird that just the mere mention of the fact that there are some hazards in group affiliation has caused this reaction where you're yeah. just being blind to the passages yeah. where I've actually said groups are positive things. I, it's so, like, okay. I, 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 I explicitly made... I made sure that that distinction was clear in this article, at least three or four places. Yeah. I, I, this this is what, here's one. Here's one. To be specific, in contrast to the Manichian distinction Curtis draws between actual, a- Curtis draws, actual activism is carried out on a continuum plotted between collective action and personal responsibility. Yeah. Activists move between coordinated shows of strength, solidarity and dissensus through various incarnations of work, protest and creativity on the one hand, and on the other, individual activity focused on research and analysis and detailed critical appraisal of one's own moral and ethical framework which also incorporates interrogating the givens that inform the composition of society yeah yeah i ticked all that because i thought that was good <laughs> i've got ticks where i, I mean i, I agree. you've got a lot of ticks in a, in a lot of ticks ticks i've got ticks so this isn't but an I'm essay written who? to you by a student it's not an essay written to you by a student and what you're what you're what you're sort of drawing up as shortfalls in the article are not shortfalls and that's actually a disservice you're doing to the writing and shows you haven't really read it thoroughly which I'm surprised at. Well, I'm sorry to surprise you. But who are the people you're saying all out for this com- uh, uh, collective work, knocking the, the individual in a way that is um, moving to... to who, 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 what... They the one, Morgan, are they the ones you, you do list at the beginning? You know, you yeah, meant, Because yeah. uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, you do mention one of them being um, Grayson Perry, who, who, funnily enough, used to be an, a, neo-na- a neo-naturist years I ago. I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, well, no, no, well, it's a kind of cult. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't really. It was, it was artists for acting like a, a bit in a cult you know, kind think of way. I think what I was, what I was saying is this, like, there's a feeling in the air that suddenly people are speaking truth to power... Well, it's not even that much power, but uh, uh, speaking this truth and saying that artists are these indulgent characters who are self-expressing and have no connection to the working class. And that's why we've got Brexit. And that's why we had Trump. And I'm saying no. And that's part of this idea, this sort of collective first ideology. And that's why I use the example of Curtis. I could have chosen other people, but I just used this one because his, his comments were so clear. Yeah, they are. There was like no confusion in his position. It wasn't because, the, like, I'm trying to take apart Adam Curtis. I could have written an article doing that. It was just because he said something that are clearly articulated the position that a lot of people give credence and support to, which is that artists are self-indulgent. They're, they're doing individualistic pursuits, which is basically um, perpetuating neoliberalism. And I was saying, hang on a minute, there's some, something of value of working on your own, and that is that you can... Oh, I like, you said it, you said yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't it. know how many times. No, you said like. it, you have said it. <laughs> Shall we try going a little bit into where there's positive examples of collective and mm. collaborative work in India in your piece, Virginia? Oh, can, can we, do you want to do that or do you rather not now? No, no, I don't mind. <laughs> no, no, only, only because, you know, in a, in a sense, one of the connections was this thing that you go, you go to India and you find that in, in a position of a very divided society where... You say 57 billionaires control 70% of India's wealth or one percent, top 1% has gained more income than the bottom 50% put together. 
and then you say artists are doing something to try and combat that divided society, don't you? Yeah, well, I think because the pressure is... political pressure is felt, shall we say, more evidently, more extremely there with the with the artists uh, than is he, although I'm not so sure. I mean, I... I, I think you're wrong. Do you find I, much I, irony in you? You're wrong, and you don't know because you're not part of that community, which is what you demonstrated by not knowing who I was referring to in the article. Which community? Well, a community of artists who might be c- close to what's going on in this country or making work that's combating it. But of course, I, I'm, I'm not pretending to be close oh, to okay, a, a community. I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm quite... I'm fairly informed that there are artists (laughs) combating neoliberalism, for God's sake. So I don't really understand what you... All I'm saying is that in your um, putting together of those people turning towards what you say cultic, I think you're diverting... That is really the issue. You're diverting the positive towards a negative terrain, which, you, of course, you, you're highlighting, which is, I think, artists are really very aware of. Much more, um, I, I would give them the benefit of the doubt. You're suggesting that there are a lot are really easily led into temptation towards the right. I would oppose that. I mean, the, the gallery example you gave mm. it, it is one that has... Gone down that road, yeah. So there is an example. And that, that whole that, community of artists who were kind of around what was going on there in which, the, in the, the conversation. I think if you artists? go on that website, you, of that gallery, you've asked me for names. It, it, who you, is that community? If you go of on the artists? if you go on the website of that gallery, yeah. it's called LD Fifty. The person has archived the conversation between about fifty or sixty artists who make up a specific community, who are reacting to what's going on there. Some have shown at the gallery, some just went to the gallery, some know the artist. And they, there's a, a varying um, responses, and quite a few of them are saying, wow, I thought this was just ironic posturing, or what, I've, what I thought was irony is now something far more sinister. So actually, I don't think that there's a lot of people out there who know all of this. And I don't think it's been characterised or discussed in this way, systematically dismantling and trying to identify something that's going on or something that's going on or a way that artists enter into it. That's not really what I was doing. I was just taking issue to what you were saying, saying artists seemed to me that you were sort of saying that artists in India were more politically engaged or were combating things and that artists here weren't. No, I oh, okay, said the weren't. pressure was higher. Oh, OK. But, I mean... Because it's a more extreme society, do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm not saying they're more politically engaged. There's just as many politically engaged artists here, or those who work politically in a political way. Uh, you know, that would be daft to start a comparative thing. I'm just saying that the, especially what's going on now in the two countries that I work with, with the whole modification thing of extreme right-wing nationalism, which is exactly what the the rest of the world is going on through, but it's like it's sort of exacerbated by... Now he's just had a landslide victory in the last two days, Modi. So India is going to be BJP absolutely thoroughly and anti-Muslim. There are more Muslims living in India than there are in Pakistan. So there is that awareness on throughout the the majority of the work... Anyway, that's the point of the politics. There's a, uh, what the point I wanted to make in relation to your thing is that working with 
the, my experience of working with community groups in Britain... Yeah. Why are you laughing? But I'm not laughing, but I just I feel like you might say something that we've already cleared up already, which is that I'm not trying to negatively characterise groups as bad by saying that you've worked with groups and they've been positive. No, but what I'm saying is that you are open, you're, you're tending to say that there's this... It's almost sort of like a, uh, suggesting that there, there, oh, there's an easy influence on them the moment they're in a group structure, in a collaborative situation that can lead to negative fascist areas. And that, I, I, I just well, think... What, what happened to this person, that I'm, the example of this but Are you denying that that's what's happened here? Because I, I'm using a concrete example of that happening. I couldn't stretch that out and use about 10 or 15 because it's a small article. And but I'm also using, not saying... You're, using, you're not using an artist, you're using a person running a gallery. Yeah, but... Well, I think that's all the difference. We're, not, we're talking about artist practice, whether it's individually oriented orientated or group oriented. I think whenever whenever I write something like this, for example, it's about the art world in general, people who create what it is that we inhabit. So it wouldn't just be artists, it would be curators, it would be other arts professionals, it would be other critics. And the thing is, artists are curators. These, I mean, they, they, they yeah, blur, just, they that, blur like, together, don't they? They blur it's together. a strange one. And uh, again, I, I'm not... I don't think I'm simplifying anything and I'm not trying to say a whole this and a whole that. I'm showing that there is a hazard and we should think about it and be cognizant of it mm. when we're being largely supportive of groups or largely supportive of things like witchcraft. It's good to bring in like that, that there are positive things about those things, but there's also negative things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly would have thought that it would be uh, if you were going to start inviting alt right speakers speakers, you'd have to be to do that in a way that was You'd want to make sure it was absolutely clear that you were not supportive of them, but you might be inviting them to come and debate so people got to know what they're really like. Would they, if they tried to do that, they didn't do it very well. And if they didn't do that, what the hell were they doing? Yeah, I, I was just like, it was just how, how and how did that happen? How was it possible that people knew the gallery, knew what was going on there and stuff hadn't erupted before? How, how do you think, Virginia, that was possible? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, what, I was what, very surprised. And I'm not surprised because that is a, obviously a group made up of people who recognise such activity as possibly ironic. Yeah, I think that's the key word. I mean, that's really the only way, only way that I could imagine anybody... And I'm just saying, like, maybe that group needs to have a look at itself and think, wow, how did we do that? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I don't think it is obvious, and that's why it's happened. Can I just, can I just as a, as a mm. check, say, Morgan, if, if, if it is ironic, if the whole project was ironic, in other words, everything on Facebook about it, everything they've done, is it, is it, it, that doesn't excuse it for you, does it, at all? It, uh, if, they even, even, if even we are caught out, say, they think. It's, it's strange because I, I'm really just using, I was just using this gallery as an example yeah, I, of I'm, one thing that can happen. And I, I think what I would prefer... Is what, what actually happens usually if people have like um, far right sympathies or, or whatever, that they decry them when they're exposed. Like, just own it and just say that's what you believe and that's what you're interested in. And then at that point, people can have debates and discussions. But when people try to retreat and say, no, 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 I'm not really interested in it, it's just about free speech and debate, 
that's obviously a red herring and it misdirects conversation and it misdirects um, critical attention. So in in a way, the, these this sort of gallery is kind of inconsequential for me because I feel like they'll just fold soon and it's not part of um, something that's impacting me. But I'm just, I guess part of this is like saying to that group also of people who are surrounding that organisation that like maybe you should be a bit more vigilant about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think either of you would disagree with no, that. No, I mean, no, that's no, why I was very surprised. No, like, yeah. I, I think I think I, I mean we will. I think we need to end the program now. But, <laughs> but um, thanks so much for for really pushing that hard. And I'm sorry we haven't got to talk much about your your bit of writing at all, Julia. But <laughs> I think okay. you're a bit complicit in that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, I hope you've enjoyed it. And um, Morgan is still here, sitting on his chair. He hasn't got up and touched the ceiling quite yet. <laughs> no, well done, but well done, both of you. And um, thanks for listening to the programme. This has been Art Monthly's talk show on Resonance 104.4 FM. Please do read Morgan's feature and Virginia's piece, Letter from India, as well. It's in the March issue 404 of Art Monthly. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>